Welcome to the Building BN Podcast, where we take an inside look at Bloomington Normal economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners. Hosted by your BNEDC. Recording from our offices in Uptown Normal, we would like to welcome today's guest, Nathan Hinch, attorney at Meyer Capel. We hope you enjoy. Well, with that, we always like to get the uh, history and background of our guests. So if you could let us know how you ended up here in Bloomington Normal. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me again. Um, it's, it's, I think it's kind of a neat story. Um, it goes back uh, 12 years now to 2010. Um, and uh, I was a lawyer up in the Chicago area. Um, uh, so basically met my wife in college and then uh, stayed in the suburbs. And I, I went to law school in the city while I was working. Um, so it was like a night, night school program thing. And graduated in 2007. Um, and then the way they do it, you know, take the bar exam over the summer. Uh, in about a month, they'll be doing that. And then you get sworn in in November. Um, so that was November 2007, just before 2008 is the historical context. <laughs> yeah. So so a part of it, the, the, the great thing for me was by working during law school, part of the deal there was that they paid for it. Um, so that was great. Uh, and then I committed to stay with that company for at least a year. So that year ended up right during the middle of the crash, basically. And they were a small company and... and um, uh, the writing was kind of on the wall anyway, but the economy really hurt them. So, so I ended up looking around and people don't realize generally that that recession was a big deal for lawyers. Like there mm -hmm. were like before that law firms were hiring a lot of young lawyers, like over hiring arguably, and then it all stopped. So there were no, no lawyer jobs in Chicago. Very few anyway, I sent out countless resumes. And I had a friend down here said, hey, you should look at Central Illinois and maybe, you know, and I I do have family, in, especially in Peoria. Okay. Uh, my folks are from Peoria. My grandparents and cousins are over there. So I grew up coming down all the time. So anyway, um, I, I did that. I looked and, and ended up getting connected with a small law firm in Bloomington and moved down in 2010. And, um, and it was just a great fit. Nice. And I think yeah, one of the things that... He most people realize that it hits like bankers for sure. Oh, mm -hmm. did. And then yeah. also um, realtors. But yeah, I wouldn't think that the attorneys, because I'd figure, you know, good or bad, you're always going to need good attorneys. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was more of probably a, a, a market correction at the time because I think, and you get into, there's uh, arguments about how many people should, should be admitted as lawyers, should law schools cap admissions because, it's, you know, um, and I think there was maybe on the higher end, uh, especially in the bigger markets, um, you know, uh, and then the correction. Uh, but even at that time, um, like moving down here, it was like a completely different environment mm -hmm. um, as a lawyer and like how the practice of law works in Bloomington versus Chicago. And, <laughs> you know, the, the demographic of the lawyers um, was a, a big difference. What, what would you say would be some of your biggest surprises that you found coming from Chicago mm -hmm. to central Illinois in terms of being a lawyer, essentially? Yeah, I mean, part of it is just uh, the 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 quality of life difference, um, and you know, for everything from cost of living um, to, and it's not necessarily that there's probably a certain amount of, you know, not having to to kill yourself as much in terms of not you know, in terms of working hours, but also just like it's not just how much you're working, but like the the stress level of it because mm -hmm. of 
uh, and it sounds cliche, but the Midwestern friendliness type of a thing, even within the bar association, there's a lot less sort of like dog eat dog um, than there might be, you know, um, and it's, you know, it's not that way for everybody, but um, very much so. I mean, I didn't really know anybody in town and, and um, the bar association as well as the community in general were very friendly and welcoming and, um, you know, just meant a lot. I think it'd be comparable to real estate and economic development since I was up there um, as well. You're right. There's a, there's another level of hustle that's up there. Um, whole, totally different attitude, but there is definitely a Midwest and I. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a surprise, probably lack of a surprise. Like you come down here and it's like, oh, everything's a little slower, a little easier. And uh, that, that pace, I think, is like one of our biggest selling points right now. Um, let's jump into a unique personal fact. I've actually witnessed uh, some of them, so I'm not sure if you're wrong with that. Sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, go for the unique personal fact. Yeah, I, I was uh, just thinking with this, doing this, that it's funny because uh, my wife and I uh, met in college and uh, just celebrated um, our 23rd anniversary. So I'll date myself a little bit. So thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, I did have a very brief uh, not so much successful stint as a radio DJ. And uh, I actually asked her out for our first date over the radio. Um, I was reading an ad for like a college <laughs> production of a play or something like that and around Valentine's Day. And I'm like, hey, you know, if you're listening to this, Sarah, would you want to go to this to me? And, and Very smooth. The story goes that she wasn't listening, but her roommate was and okay. heard that okay. and told her. And so the did, rest is history. Did you have a radio DJ name? I didn't really okay well now you have to come up with one yeah well especially because so (laughs) with uh the week it's been so my wife and i got to go see a movie just the two of us for the first time in a while uh this week so we went to see top gun so you're thinking about all the the call sign cool names you know (laughs) so yeah henchman would be pretty easy for you yeah right well i I have to give a shout out to you for uh, your other unique talent you did not talk about but uh, so we were at the chamber gala gala and I remember sitting next to you and you're like, yeah, I have to do the final speech and I'm a Toastmaster. So I'm like talking to my wife. I'm like, I think I need to give him some pointers or something because he's <laughs> really, really nervous. I'm like, it's not that big a deal. Just focus on us, blah, blah, blah. No idea what you're going to do. <laughs> so when you got on stage and the band started rocking and they did Under Pressure by Queen, like I just remember my jaw dropped. I'm like, oh my gosh, and you had pipes. And I just remember looking around the room, standing ovation. That was yeah. he really one. was under pressure. He was under pressure <laughs> right. uh, but to he, perform he yeah. crushed, to top degree. <laughs> totally crushed it though. And hopefully with this podcast, we can find a link because I, I did go back and find the video one time. Oh yeah, um, that somebody had posted on like Facebook or Instagram. But that was an amazing performance. Oh, thank and you. Shocked thank the you. entire crowd, especially us, because maybe somebody else. We were new to town, first gala. <laughs> Um, you knew you because you're our attorney, but I mean, other than that, I had no idea that you were basically yeah. a rock star at the same no, time. No, I don't think, and, and that's part of what I think made it so much fun is that uh, I, I I think you weren't alone, like nobody knew that I had, and it's not like I've done a lot, but um, I did sing a little bit in college and okay. that, and so, but but not for a long time. <laughs> so, so people around here were like, what? What you is know? happening right now? Yeah. You could be Nate Rockstar Hench right. listening right. Yeah. <laughs> on the radio. Uh, so let's go into just like, I'm sure you do a lot of different things yeah. based off of uh, what project you're working on, but like, what is your role for your organization? Yeah. So, um, and so fast forward now again, uh, from that date in 2010, I moved down, joined a small law firm and uh, worked with some wonderful guys, uh, um, a couple of them. And then last summer, um, one of them had retired and my other partner and I kind of reached the mutual decision that it was time for a change. Um, and uh, I ended up joining a law firm called Meyer Capel, which is, it's not 
big, especially by Chicago standards. But for Central Illinois, it's a larger law firm. There's about 40 lawyers between Bloomington and Champaign. Um, really long historic uh, background in Champaign, especially. And in Bloomington, um, uh, they've been in town here with an office presence maybe uh, seven years, something like that. Um, so just a great group of people. And I was at a point where I was really looking for um, – I had done the small firm thing and like being the small business owner, you know, for a while, like wearing all the hats, having all that on me and I needed help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so um, uh, the law firm um, was just a great, great connection and great fit for me, you know, to have, you know, an accounting department and an IT department. And, and then but from a legal standpoint, um, you know, other colleagues that are doing uh, of all variety of different things differently than what I do and also some of the things that I was doing but will allow me to to focus more on what I really want to do um, so it's 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 been it's been great can you can you tell us a little bit more about what it looks like especially <clears throat> since you came from Chicago mm -hmm. to start here how does one or how did you build up like your clientele base when you started yeah. in Bloomington Normal? Like, how does one do that yeah. when you're starting sort of fresh off as a lawyer in a new area? Sure. And it can vary by what you're doing as a lawyer even, too. So like the, probably the easiest way to distinguish what I didn't do because it didn't make sense for me is my, you know, my practice of law is really relationship based. It's helping folks with their will, you know, or a business owner, startup or selling their business or succession planning, something like that. Um, you know, helping the buy or sell a house. Uh, it's not like you just been in a car accident, you know, <laughs> who do you, and so like basically billboards, TV ads, things like that is practice areas where they're looking to catch somebody in a crisis like that, mm. where they need a lawyer, they don't know who to call, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just when once that crisis is done, and they're, then they may never hear from you again, and that's that's okay, right? But my, my practice is more, look, hopefully, you know, if, if we're doing a good job, then we're gonna be working together for a while, you know, and like, you know, I've got like, um, you know, parents sending their kids to me for their will now or, or you know mom and dad are going downhill and sending the, the vice versa um so it's which you know is really um an honor and and so i don't take that for granted at all but so it's you, you have to build those relationships and the hard part is there's really no shortcut to that because if you try to shortcut it it's just not real and mm -hmm. people see through that so like it networking is still really important um, and there's things you can do that to help, but um, I tried to focus, especially as somebody new to town, you know, getting connected with good organizations that um, would help me to meet people, and then just trying not to get hung up on how many how many business cards am I collecting at any point in time, you know, and just trying to have a real conversations with people. Yeah, I think the whole <clears throat> the referral mentality, and I think that's how we ended up getting connected. But because uh, I know you talked about a lot of stuff you do, you know, for personal families, but for us. Uh, economic development, it's it's a lot more than just calling up a business and getting them to come into town. There's a lot of uh, legal contracts that are in the works, especially with our vendors. So a lot of times we'll have somebody uh, like over-promise, under-deliver. So we want to make sure that you're reviewing those contracts on like what those deliverables are going to be and what we're actually signing up for. Because, you know, as a lot of people know, like consultants can be quite expensive. We want to make sure that um, we're both keeping our promises. So that's uh, how Nate helps us out, mm. um, which has been really important. And even now, like just 
overall impact on a lot of the work that we're doing. Uh, we're, we're really close to passing our standardized incentive, and that's been um, a legal discussion. I think we've had six or seven versions of this thing, probably between eight attorneys. And, <laughs> you know, I'm not an attorney, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn multiple <laughs> times. So I'm slowly picking up the lingo. And I think we finally got one that's being approved. And um, Sierra, the airport actually just approved it nice. last yeah. Thursday. And then we're set, I think, for this Wednesday for Unit 5. And for once and all, like, we'll have this one coupon that everyone can use. But yeah. I don't envy you at all because like I go, you know, a little cross-eyed looking at all these different versions and what does this mean compared to that? And um, that's why it's so important to have a solid attorney on your side Mm -hmm. because you do speak that econ devs a foreign language, but what you guys are talking about, that's on another level. (laughs) Yeah. And I do think my, uh, coming from, um, uh, the background that I did where I was working during law school, really in management at at an engineering firm, but so that, and then having started up my own office, as a lawyer and then moved down here, the small, like the sort of the being able to relate to business owners, especially mm-hmm. as having been one myself, I think does help to know like where they're coming from and, you know, kind of common experiences. Yeah, I think it's also probably helps that you've had multiple, you know, it's like you're not just specialized at one thing, you mm-hmm. know, do that one thing over and over and over. So it's uh, having that varied background, I think helps out a ton. Um, you know, overall impact on the economy, you know, without, you know, your services and what we are doing here locally and like a lot of the stuff's not going to get done. So I can't imagine a couple changes that you've made, like that ripple effect would be a fun story to tell sometime. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we sent the stuff over to Nate, here's what happened. And then it comes back and then just seeing, you know, who ended up using those loans or out of the service that we signed up for, um, would make for one heck of a history lesson, I think. Yeah. Well, and even just to think like when, so again, moving down to Bloomington in 2010, it was, you know, the recession, um, but at the time, Bloomington was uh, not recession-proof necessarily, mm-hmm. but pretty resistant and known for that with um, the the high employment and re- recession-resistant industries like insurance mm-hmm. and, and academics and, and that. Um, and so, like, the unemployment rate, you know, compared to other areas in, in the state was, was much better. So, I mean, that was part of probably why, you know, Bloomington had jobs yeah. uh, for lawyers and, and other parts didn't, you know. Um, so, uh, and I think, you know, it's kind of still that way, but at the same time, obviously, as you know, things are growing and, uh, um, you know, stronger than ever here, so. Yeah, growing at a rapid pace, that's actually something we were talking about uh, before you got here because the recent inflation numbers came out. And mm-hmm. so we can run inflation, not just nationally, which is what everyone talks about, looking at the St. Louis Fed, but we can run it locally. So we can take our wages and our jobs compared to regional inflation rates and then start stacking that up. And I don't want to say, you know, we're recession proof, knock right. on wood, right. because, you know, anything can happen, but we are growing at a rapid rate. So there is a ton more disposable income down here. And with that, you have to protect that and protect your family, protect your future. Um, so that's why I think it's really important to have uh, somebody else get eyes on whatever you're working on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of locally, let's jump into, you know, if you're going to show this place off and maybe some of the places that you checked out when you first got in town, but if you had a prospect, um, new employee, someone you're just showing around trying to get them to relocate here, like what would that perfect day look like? 24 hours, where are you taking them? Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to maybe focus on in particular, uh, somebody like me. So like, let's say it's a, a young lawyer, you know, from, I'll just use Chicago as an example, sure. right? That's, you know, <laughs> and I, I I grew up kind of in, in the country myself in Upper Michigan, but my wife is from Philadelphia, so oh. I'm a city girl. And at the time, it was very much like, uh, are we moving to the cornfields, you know, yeah. to her? Yeah. And so, you know, we had we that those conversations, <laughs> right? So you have that. So I think um, I would... Uh, 
you know, there's there's things in the community that everybody will talk about. But in terms of lawyers, I would say I would I would literally take them to the courthouse. I would take them to mm-hmm. the current courthouse and show them that I can, you know, depending on who's available at a given point in time, I can introduce them to the the, the clerks in the circuit clerk's office who I know, you know, and, and I I could probably um, you know, like see a, a judge in a hallway that I know and who knows who I am and I can introduce them to, which and again, just thinking about the daily center and you compare that, yeah, right, yeah. of what they're used to. And I think that would be, make a, a big deal, you know, show them the courtrooms and how accessible they are. Um, and then I, I would also take them over to the old courthouse and show them the museum, um, mm-hmm. you know, where they have still a preserved uh, courtroom, um, you know, the way it was and some of the the other historical stuff like the Route 66 stuff is cool, too. But again, just thinking as a lawyer, you know, to that, um, you know, I would point out, obviously, places like State Farm, you know, and and. Uh, probably introduce them to one of my colleagues and friends in State Farm that's a lawyer there and they could give them that perspective of sure. what it's like to work there. It's, you know, State Farm in some ways is the largest law firm in town. If you <laughs> yeah. want to look at it that way in terms true, of how many true. attorneys they employ, yeah. you know. Um, you know, and then also I think showing, the, pointing out where, where Rivian is and, and coming in and, you know, I have a, a law school classmate and friend who's an attorney with Rivian. Nice. Know, so. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then just kind of like the the other um, you know bar association. I, I would love if it time worked out to take them to a, a McLean County Bar Association event, you know, and introduce them to colleagues, and just again, kind of how I experience how friendly everybody is. Mm-hmm. Of course, I take them around to fun stuff like go out, you know, for ice cream and, and stuff like that too. But how yeah. often does McLean County Bar Association events happen? Out of curiosity, well, is hard- that like a hot? thing that happens quite often or yeah i mean so the the obviously coming back from the pandemic so still so it's still but um generally speaking with that issue aside we would have a monthly event of some kind and part of it is that lawyers like a lot of professions have to get continuing education credits so uh, some of the programs are are like a, a luncheon that's built around there's going to be a presentation to get continuing ed credit you know for this um but you're you're you know, you can do some of that stuff online too, especially with the pandemic that became more popular. But, um, you know, for a smaller community bar association, getting together, hanging out with your colleagues, getting to meet people, you know, in person is, was really cool. And then we do more social stuff too. Um, I don't know, once a quarter, maybe something like that. We have actually, um, uh, about a week, we have our annual meeting um, that we're planning to do out at the Epiphany Farms farm. Nice. Downs. Oh, the estate. Yeah, the yeah, estate, which is beautiful. Yes. Um, and just a good chance to get together, see everybody. And there's at least some awards. And one of the cool things that they do um, every year at that is they uh, recognize the attorneys, uh, the past attorneys who, who passed away in the mm. previous year. And with the pandemic, that's one of the things that we we haven't been able to do for a little while. That's I think really missed, and yep. so being able to do that is cool too. Yeah, that's a you know. So selling the people, like we've got some really cool places, and there mm-hmm. is definitely more than corn. But I think our biggest strength are the people here. So you're right, like getting them around um, different people. But I couldn't agree more by getting them out to Epiphany Farms, like mm-hmm. the site selectors that we had in town last week with the state. I was telling you about. Um, Chef Stu like knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. You know, these people are coming in from South Carolina, Chicago, and we want to let them know like, hey, we, we know how to, you know, serve food down here in hospitality. And they're like this, they were blown away. Six courses, you know, shut down bakery and pickle just for us. And um, nice. yeah, yeah, it was amazing. So yeah, you're, you're right on point by going to Epiphany Farms. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Again, hospitality, but also very, very creative cooking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're wonderful. Wonderful. I'm getting hungry now. But <laughs> that almost leads into the next question. Like, if there's a one item, I know you said ice cream earlier, but yeah. if you're here, like, you got to go to this place and you have oh, to yeah. eat this. What's that one thing? Oh, it's hard to pick just one. You can you, pick a couple. Yeah, list a couple. But yeah, there's, there's always, what are the go-tos? I mean, I would say, and I don't know if this is a recent thing, because I know the, the sort of the, the, the stereotype gag of Bloomington having the most chain restaurants or whatever. <laughs> but I mean, there's, some, there's it, it's changing. And, and so yeah. like Epiphany Farms is a great example of that. Um, uh, the, the one, the, the, the Rock downtown yes. is, is wonderful. So I mean, like different kinds of cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to probably mispronounce it, but Bloom Bawarchi. Um, for Indian food is amazing. Over next to Schnooks. Yep. And we just yeah. went just there, went there yeah. for a staff outing yeah. not too long ago. And they just did a little redevelopment. Yeah, that new that other side yep. is a new all addition. Yeah, the, yeah. Right, yeah. It's yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, but like places like that, you know, that you wouldn't necessarily realize unless you've got a connection or somebody introduces you to it. <laughs> and you what's, know. The, what's the ice cream place? Ice cream place. Because we got a couple. I do. am a favorite to one, but. Yeah. Need to hear which, which is your go-to <laughs> ice cream place here in town. Well, and there's new ones. So, like, I, I don't yes. know. Like, some of the newer ones I've been to, like, once um, and still kind of feeling it out. Um, uh, yeah. As a, so, my kids are partial to frozen yogurt, especially my seven-year-old. So, if we say we're going to go out to ice cream, you know, she'll want to go to Orange Leaf. Okay. Almost okay. without fail. And I don't know how much of it is really about the toppings. And, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. that's always fun. Um I, I, I'm kind of old school. My, my favorite is probably Carl's. Okay. Yeah. I was waiting on pins and needles to yeah. see if you'd say Carl. Yeah, yeah, Carl's is my favorite yeah. as well. The recent <laughs> battle between Carl's and Theo's. You know, the and micro jeans. Jeans yes. is a common yep, one. Jeans is good too. It's a yeah. common one too. Yeah. Very cool. So the last but not least, we always ask, uh, I guess, like, why does economic development matter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, it's about all the things we've been talking about, right? It's just about like having a place that, that you um, enjoy life and want to call home and, um, you know, keeping the stress level down, <laughs> obviously, yeah. uh, in terms of real, real, you know, talk about microeconomic level, but, you know, helping real people and their, their life situations um, to have a, a good life, uh, you know, and, and then it, it, there's the cumulative impact, but it's also, you know, uh, and I, I'm a good example of that, I guess, because I moved here in the middle of a terrible economy. So it's, it's <laughs> made, it made a big difference personally for, you know, my wife and kids and I um, in terms of having uh, having a job, first of all. But, you know, something that we enjoyed uh, moving into a community where we didn't know anybody, having that welcoming atmosphere. And that just kind of like, I think, you know, feeds on itself and, and grows and snowballs. Um because uh, you know people people see that and they want that too. Yeah, we you know? we, we always talk about having a flywheel. So it's the economic development flywheel, and I've seen it go both directions. You know, right now it's definitely heading up, which is awesome. And one thing we didn't touch on uh, whenever we were talking about just the company side um, was your role. You know, mm-hmm. being the chair of the chamber, and like yeah. so you were the first. Yeah. You know, I came in, and then yeah, you did your <laughs> your big performance, and that was the launch of the Nate Hinch era uh, with the chamber. But that partnership that next year, going into a pandemic, I think was. Uh, really important and I don't think a lot of people uh, just talking to man in the street most don't know the difference between like what the chamber does compared to economic development but it's really important uh, to show the partnership between them because we do have an entire flywheel and we do not pull every lever on that flywheel 
And so having you and Charlie support um, on different initiatives really helps us cover everything that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And when we do it correctly, it heads in the right direction. And we've been, we've been yeah. really lucky around here that uh, things are firing and almost sometimes it feels like it's firing too fast. <laughs> sure. <laughs> We're yeah. trying to get it to slow yeah. down because like, uh, like a company, a community can grow too fast. Um, but with that, with that help of the chamber and Charlie and yourself uh, in that role, um, it's been solid, especially over the pandemic, because there we were able to react very fast where other communities were asking us like, hey, how did you guys stand up the website? Where are you finding these programs? But it was just ongoing communication, which again goes right back to the people, which you mentioned earlier. Yeah, no, the, 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 in general and also I, this, the chamber is, is another perfect example. It's been, uh, I mean, like when I didn't know anybody coming to town, the chamber was a lot of, you know, business before hours, business after hours. <laughs> Uh, the young professionals group at the chamber was uh, one of my key areas for getting the, to know people, um, and I know they, they do a great job. But yeah, that that was not the way I expected my year as chairman <laughs> to go. <laughs> uh, you know, when you're on stage, and then uh, probably a month later is when things got shut down yeah. and kind of dealing with with uh, with that and how you know all the different ways that, that affects chamber business owners. You know, mm -hmm. from um, you know the the restaurants that had to shut down to the healthcare industry dealing with the front lines. You know, so it was it was a challenge, and um, uh, we got through it thankfully. You know, so I, I yeah, I don't I don't know in terms of my role, and uh, you know, but it it was. Um, it was it was a challenge. It wasn't what I expected. It, it definitely can force those to be innovative and creative in their practices, and I'm probably guessing you had to be similar in that role at that time when you took that on, and kind of thinking, what can you do to adapt to the situation that we're all in? Yeah, yeah, no, it did, and it, it's. Um I mean, real people's lives. Obviously, COVID has affected so many people um, in different ways. Um, I've lost family members myself, you know, during that time, and it's just uh, it just brings home how important it all is, you know, and um, in and trying to uh, again, it's that personal aspect of what, what economic development and what we do. It's real people's lives. It's not just an ethereal concept. Yeah. No, you can. You can see, and probably this afternoon, um, you'll, you'll see another big announcement coming out, but that's gonna create a lot of jobs for a lot of people and investment, whether it's construction or people that are gonna be working there. Great. And hopefully bringing in new people into the community. And with that, I'd like to give a plug to um, Leadership McLean County, mm -hmm. another YP group that mm -hmm. uh, Whitney is actually the chair of this year. Uh, but that's another great way for any of our listeners that wanna get plugged in and meet new people. And not only that, but learn about the community. If you want talk about that a little bit yeah it is uh essentially are you a graduate nate i'm not i'm okay. not it, it, well we are accepting <laughs> applications it's never too late there is no it's age, a great program it is there's no age limit um it's about a nine month commitment and yeah exactly what patrick was saying it's a way that you can basically invest yourself into bloomington normal you get it exposed to a lot of content areas you know we have days that cover education, healthcare, economic impact, our nonprofit community. Uh, there are so many avenues and people that you can meet and new things that you can learn about to really, again, invest yourself in the community and learn how you can make a current and future impact for not only yourself personally, but um, for your company that you work with and then uh, helping you like Nate was mentioning early, just really connect yourself and, and meet 
and the chamber does a great job i think of having some programs that allow you to do that so yeah i definitely recommend that i'm, mm. I'm a little biased i'm the chair <laughs> i have to say some of those things but i really mean it it's it's a great great opportunity yeah. well and i always think of the 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 getting the if they still do this the, the agricultural part of it they and getting do. to go yep, out to a farm on a day and climb into a our, tractor and, that's one yeah. of our kickoff days yeah. i i that's you do cool. get the opportunity to drive a tractor and they will assist you just in case you think you're going to run into a fence. <laughs> there is somebody right next to you because they are very expensive oh, yeah. tractors and they want to make sure that you are driving them <laughs> at least like two to three miles per hour. It's very riveting, though, even if you're only going yeah. about that speed. <laughs> so besides getting you signed up for Leadership McLean yeah. County, is there anything else <laughs> you want to you cover before we jump off of here? Yeah. I, w- one thing. Uh, so I am um, on the board for the McLean County Bar Association. Uh, uh, and with our annual meeting coming up, that's when the board changes over. So I will be the, I guess, the the first vice president, meaning that a year from now I'll be coming into becoming the president of the, the board oh, for the nice. bar association. Um, so our current bar president is Julia Davis, uh, which is amazing because she's uh, a descendant of um, David Davis. So from a historical standpoint, okay. it's pretty cool. Um, and then Katie Kraft is will be after Julia, and then and then me. Um, but again, I've I've kind of talked about the, how wonderful I think the Bar Association is. But uh, again, coming here from the Chicago area, not knowing anybody, and as a young lawyer, uh, one thing that was noticeable besides everybody's friendliness was just um, the demographic. And and so even at that time, I noticed that there are a lot. There were a lot of really outstanding senior attorneys in town. Um, doing all manner of, of great things and, and it's which is first of all amazing to be able to see and to learn from but then also to recognize okay but then what right and there are some some great younger lawyers in town too um, but not as many is mm-hmm. kind of my perception at that time and fast forward now 12 years and a lot of those senior lawyers have retired you know um, or are, are nearing retirement and so I, I would just say uh, to the, the young lawyer that's looking for a place to establish a career, you know, that it's there's opportunity. Um, again, there would be anyway because of that, but also with things growing yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the things that came out of the pandemic is just making the practice of law more remotely accessible. A lot more courts that allow you to call in to a hearing as opposed to having drive to drive to the courtroom mm-hmm. um, than used to be the case. So, you know, you can, for that, you can do that really from anywhere, right? Um, but uh, Bloomington Normal just being centrally located also, um, you know, not that far from Peoria or Champaign or Springfield just makes that um, all that, that easier. Um, so I would just say, uh, um, again, there's, there's a lot more to being a lawyer and practicing law than just, you know, taking the metro down to the loop every day, you know, working your butt off, not seeing your family, you know, right. <laughs> you know, there's, there's more to life than that. Um, the ISBA has a, uh, like a rural practice initiative that they're, uh, sorry, the Illinois state bar association okay. yeah. where they are encouraging, uh, and providing, um, uh, fellowships for young lawyers who are interested in, um, getting an experience in smaller, especially rural counties that really smaller even than McLean County. Um, but, uh, and that's really important, but the same principle would apply here as well. Um, you know that there's there's uh, 
there's a, there's a need. I think I'm pretty sure State Farm is hiring lawyers right now. I know other law firms are hiring. Um, the state's attorney's office is, is hiring. You know, there's there's lots of jobs available um, for any young lawyer that that hears this and is curious. You know, look me up. I'm happy to. Yeah, we might have to ropes. do a follow-up podcast on the, the new website when we launch it for our uh, Work, Live, and Play campaign that will be coming out hopefully sometime this summer. But you're right, especially when you think about the remote work aspect. And I think during the pandemic, we had a lot of people actually starting to come down just because of the Amtrak. Like, if you only have to go to the city, you know, mm-hmm. once a week or only a couple times a month, why not live down here at half the cost and still have access to that and still be able to work remotely? Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll probably do some kind of a testimonial with you um, just to try to attract more attorneys lawyers down here because I do think that that's uh, that's what that's one of the positions that uh, you know higher disposable income you know we like to have that around here to attract more retail um, but also just it really boosts our educational attainment and really our educational attainment is uh, higher than a lot of areas around here which does have a ripple effect because that's some of the demographics that people are looking for before they set up shop here. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. everything's related. <laughs> Actually, I have a couple of attorneys that moves in right next to me. Oh, really? uh, yeah, much yeah. younger than I am, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they really love the neighborhood. Um, so uh, yeah, it's great to have them here. So if we can attract, I think that going forward, it's gonna be talent, a battle for talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the more that we can get here and yeah, help them tell your story on this new platform as soon as we launch it will be, uh, will be very helpful. Yeah, and I mean, like U of I, obviously there's no law school in Bloomington. ISU has a great um, undergrad legal studies program and a paralegal program, which is which is phenomenal. But there's not a law school here, unfortunately. So U of I will be the closest law school. And uh, it, it, you hear things over there in Champaign of just like we do here of, you know, how do we show students more than just the university and, right. and make them interested? Well, it's the same thing because a lot of those law students are coming down from Chicago mm-hmm. and then and then they move back to Chicago. Yep. And if they saw more of what life is like down here, maybe they would want to stay, you know, and just kind of exposing them to that. So, yep, that's yeah. the main point that we're doing the campaign because we've heard from the students, especially here on ISU. They don't really leave the bubble mm-hmm. and some of the things they are asking for. We have. So we need to do a better job of getting to them and telling our story. Yeah, yep, definitely. Awesome. Anything else? Think we're good? I think we're good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, like I said, we'll probably do a follow up with you for the next one. Sure. Um, Yeah. Thanks again. Yeah. My pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Tune in next week as we continue to take an inside look at Bloomington Normal's economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners, and learn more about our BN Advantage.